0: Hey, Business Building Warriors, it's your friend, Jim, hanging out at Silent Sales Machine Headquarters today. As I'm recording this, it just happens to be the last day of 2019. So as you're listening to this, it's probably already 2020. And what a year it was. 2019 was simply incredible. This podcast has been ranked on the top of the charts in so many little countries, even that I've never heard of, including big places that we've all heard of and you guys have made it all happen, so I'm grateful for that, grateful that you spend time listening to this show and hanging out with us in our Facebook group, which is even a better way to get to know way more people than just me. If you get tired of hearing my voice, man, you need to jump into our Facebook group. There'll be a link in the show notes today, of course, at silentgym.com. You can jump in there, get all the resources we talk about as well as a link to our free Facebook group where we've got tens of thousands of business-building warriors from around the world hanging out, encouraging each other, sharing creative ideas, doing life and business together. And I'm not sure exactly how long this episode's going to go today. Of course, you already know because you saw the timestamp, but I don't know yet as I'm recording it because it's kind of story time. And the inspiration behind the episode today is as we're entering a new year, this is uh, 2020 is upon us, I was thinking back over the last 20 years, which is approximately when I got started making money online. I never set out to be a guy who had a book that's considered a bestseller and a large audience, a community of people listening to what I had to say. That was never the intention or the goal from, from the beginning. I was just trying to make a little bit of extra money online on the side, on the weekends and the evenings, because like every other family, a few extra hundred bucks a week goes a really long way When you're living life on a fairly tight budget with kids and you know young married couple, that sort of thing. So that was my reality twenty years ago. And let's just jump into the story. the The point of the premise of what I'm going to share with you today is the multiple income streams that my team and I have built over the years. And it starts out on eBay. Now, a lot of what I'm going to share with you comes and is included in the book Silent Sales Machine, which is the book I referred to. It's been read by an estimated million plus people at this point. We've probably blown well past that number. It was actually an independent website that recently named it the all-time best beginner book for internet sales. All-time best. I was blown away by that. But then you look at the reviews on Amazon, and it's right up there with the big boy books, you know, 700 plus reviews and all kinds of positive comments and 4.7, 4.8 stars on average. So it's done well, and it's in its 10th version, but it it didn't start out that way. It didn't start off with me trying to write a book. That book is just, it started off as my story. Now it's the story of this community, but let's jump back to the beginning. We're gonna talk about all the different income streams that have been built, and these are all streams that are very much viable and relevant, streams that you could build. This is my path. Everyone's path is going to look a little different, but let's just go through the story. It was probably right about around 20 years ago, And I didn't look up the date exactly, so someone correct me on the timeline if this conflicts with something else you've heard me say, but I had an extra ticket, a single ticket, just one, to a Pacers game, Pacers basketball game, and my wife wasn't going to be able to go with me. I decided it was, even though it was a playoff game, I thought, ah, gosh, I'm not going to go to a basketball game by myself. I'll just stay home and watch it on TV. Andrea, if I remember correctly, was fine with me going. She didn't mind, but I thought, oh, I'll just stay home, hang out with some friends and, and watch it. From home instead, so I put the ticket on eBay, and I sold that single playoff ticket on eBay and made about eighty dollars on the ticket, and I couldn't believe it. I was blown away. Now I'd sold other items before, but they were kind of random, you know, one-off items. Maybe you've heard the story about the pair of shoes I sold. It's a pair of Nike shoes that I sold to someone in Singapore. And I made about $700. That's what really got me hooked was a pair of used basketball shoes. Now, never mind the fact that they were original Nike Air Jordans, which is a really big deal. The old black, white, and red ones, if anyone knows what I'm talking about. That's what got me super excited as well. But when I sold that ticket, I recognized something that I could possibly repeat and do over and over again. And that's exactly what I started doing. I started selling event tickets. I would get up early on Saturday mornings, get on Ticketmaster.com, go to the States, where it's legal to sell tickets for a profit and buy as best I could, along with everyone else who was trying to do it, the best seats for the best concerts and events, the day, the moment they went on sale, and then demand would rise in the next couple of weeks and you'd sell them to people who were so grateful that you helped them make their child's birthday, front row to Britney Spears. How exciting was that? you know? And people just gratitude. And one of the crazy lessons I learned at that point too was, I would get emails from people who would say things like, My daughter just recovered from horrible surgery. It's been her lifelong dream to attend with great seats in sync or whatever the band was, right? I mean, it was predictable. You get and it, the first couple of times that happened, I would close the out and I'd be like, Yeah, make me a reasonable offer. Let, you know, here you go. Let's I would love to hook you up and, and just help you out. But then I noticed every time I put anything up for auction that was of extreme value, there would be dozens or hundreds or more, seriously, without exaggeration, people seeing that auction, sending me messages, asking for more information, or like they'd be made an exception, or how dare you sell it for more than $10 over face value? Like, don't buy it then. You don't have to buy it. (laughs) So I started learning some very valuable lessons about how the free market operates and how auctions work. And I started a search for, is it virtuous to sell something to the person that sees the most value in it? And if you've listened to this podcast, we've had episodes where we dig deep into that. Is that virtuous to take a limited resource and reward it to the person who sees the most value in it rather than the person who has the saddest story, which may or may not be true? And you don't have time necessarily to investigate the thousands of stories, (laughs) So I became very confident that, yeah, selling it to the person who sees the most value as evidenced by the person who's willing to pay the most, that's how the free market works. And the gratitude that you received back from those people who were paying you top dollar, but they were so grateful and excited and thankful that someone had reserved that seat for them. They were willing to pay way more than face value for it. So that was some valuable lessons for me. I actually wrote a book about it. The book's no longer available. It's the first book I ever wrote, a little 15-page document that taught people how to get on eBay and sell tickets, event tickets, ticket master, how to get in. No real big earth sh- shattering details in there. But the thing that led me to write a book was so many people were asking me, how'd you get these tickets? Tell me more about this. And, uh, that's where the book idea came from. Like, I'm tired of answering the same questions over and over again. So I'm going to sell this book. I sold it right on eBay, right alongside the tickets I was selling. So let's say I had some hot tickets for a show in LA and, There's 2,500 people that were seeing that auction. Well, I thought to myself, that's a lot of people who are asking me questions. Maybe I could create a book and sell that to them. And I set up a little website, sold a lot of the book. Actually, the ratio was for every 20 visitors that I got to a hot ticket website, one of them would buy that book. So it was doing really well. I sold a lot of that book. I went to an eBay Live back then. And remember, we're talking about like 20 years ago, 18 years ago. And there was a breakout session with a couple hundred people in a room. And these were the people who sold tickets on eBay. I thought, man, I'm going to go learn something here. And they started, uh, people started talking around and recognized, one of them recognized my name and said, hey, you're the guy that wrote the book, teaching people how to do this business model, aren't you? And I said, yeah, I'm, I get in a lot of questions. So I started answering them. I didn't want to answer them for free. So I started charging a few bucks in this book and it's it's doing well. I said, Well, thanks for destroying this entire industry. <laughs> So I wasn't a very popular guy because I was answering people's questions and charging for my time. Uh, but unapologetically, that was one of the best decisions. Had I buckled at that moment and said, yeah, I, I, need to, I need to keep my secrets close to my chest. I need to never share what I've learned with anybody. I, never, I should never charge for my time. Had I gotten suckered into that way of thinking, everything that's been built since would have crashed and burned long ago. So what came next was, People were asking me questions about selling on eBay and selling information products and generating an audience that you could sell information products to very quickly on some of the information product sales sites like ClickBank and other places. The book I'd written, Silent Sales Machine, the earliest version of this book, the book that this podcast is based on, it started to take off. It was doing really well on those those websites because it was just my eBay journey at first but then it became about so much more it became about how to find an audience how to serve that audience so version 2 quickly came out began to build a reputation and it was only i think it was $5 book at that point i was selling it on eBay it was digital only and i would typically if someone bought the book i think on PayPal you had to put in a phone number optional maybe i was calling people and asking them so what do you think what do you think of the book and they're like dude i just bought it 3 hours ago <laughs> Can you give me a chance to read it first? Maybe I'll call you, right? I was so eager and anxious to make it a great product that served people well, but I was tapping into that magic of leveraging the audience of a platform such as eBay to grow your own audience and to serve them well. That's what I'd done with a ticket book. I'd grown an audience. I was becoming a world's foremost expert on how to sell tickets on eBay, wrote a book about it. People looked at me as an expert. I quickly moved away from that into the becoming an expert in selling digital products, growing an audience, leveraging the platform in an even, even bigger way. We've had membership sites that sprung up out of that. People wanted more information. My wife started telling me and, and close friends started telling me, "Hey, you need to have a live event. There's a, there's a lot of people here who like what you're doing. I told them, no, there's no way people will ever want a live event. That's crazy. We're internet marketers. People like to just use their computers and stay home and keep their time flexible. Who's going to want to pay for you know a flight across the country, let alone across the world? just to see face-to-face someone that they could very easily could talk to on a screen and, you know, hang out with online. Well, I was so wrong, um, but that was the time for live events hadn't come just yet. That was about version number seven of Silent Sales Machine, I think, was our first live event. But one of the things that we came out with about that time was, a course, that I had someone uh, come up to me. I'd never met this guy. i never heard of him, and I still don't know his name. He only gave me his first name. I was at an event in Hong Kong here just a few months ago as a speaker. A guy came up to me afterwards and said, that course that you came up with about eight years ago, 12, no, it was longer than that. It's been 12, 15 years ago now. The first version of it, he said, I've made, he said, either tens of millions or close to a hundred million, something like that. (laughs) My jaw dropped. (laughs) He said, thank you for that. Created an entire massive business. And it was the proven eBay course was that course. It's no longer in existence. Uh, It's a strategy that we teach to some of our coaching students. If they're in a good fit, it doesn't work nearly as well as it used to, but there's still some money to be made in it for sure. But that's that whole concept of proven, that's the first time we ever use that. You've seen that theme in a lot of the products and courses and things that we do around here. Proven has become kind of a buzzword, and uh, you'll see it in a lot of the names of the websites. Of course, then quickly following as, as eBay began to give way to the Amazon wave And a lot of our eBay selling students were saying, wow, there's there's a lot of customers over there on Amazon. Is there anything that we should be knowing or doing about this? Well, that's when we launched the proven Amazon course. We used that word proven again. It's like, hey, that word seemed to really resonate. People like it. We've proven out these concepts. Let's create the proven Amazon course. So we did, it was a 99, I don't think it was even 99 bucks. I think it was like $49. And it was basically a handful of PDFs, a handful of instructional documents, teaching people how to sell successfully on Amazon. I found the people in our community who were succeeding, doing the best with Amazon and generating the most dollars and sales and success. And I, I brought them in and said, Hey, can you help us build this course, teach people what you know, help us find profitable products. That was the beginning of the proven Amazon course, which If you know the end of the story is now the industry standard for learning to become a seller on Amazon, everything from people who've never sold anything online before to people who have multimillion dollar businesses learning and engaging and improving their businesses. Uh, It wasn't too long after that, that live events did become a part of what we were doing. I finally started listening to my wife. We We had our first event. Basically, it was a family vacation scheduled for Orlando, Florida. And we were going to be there for, I think it was two or three weeks. And we said, hey, how about right in the middle of it? We ran out of the hotel ballroom, tell everybody that's where we are, see who shows up, charge a few dollars. Well, a whole bunch of you instantly, like one day, bought all the seats that were available. <laughs> a whole bunch of listeners to this podcast. Out of that sprung. And if you're not jotting down notes carefully, I'm going to skip right over the parts where, you know, these are all being monetized. I I make no apologies for monetizing my time. If I'm going to make time to commit to providing excellent information or content or a course, a book, I'm going to charge for my time because that tells me who values my time. That way, only the people who truly value it are taking advantage of it. That's the people I want to work with is the people who truly value it. Not just the people who say they value it, but the people who truly value it. The only way to know that is by the people who pay money. So we charged money for that event. And the people who truly valued it showed up, filled the room. And we launched our first mastermind at that point, spontaneously stood up in front of a room of what, about 250 people there. I've got the picture right over here to my left, about 200, 250 people, I think at that first one. And I said, you know, I'm looking for 12 people that want to get together a couple times in the next year. And in Indianapolis, fly to my hometown, We'll do a weekend event and just talk through business, talk through life. Because at that time, there were some some interesting, exciting things. Maybe one of the pieces I left out, I'd I'd pulled a couple stunts that got some attention, uh, one of which was an eBay auction that said, hey, I'll write a book with you, and you keep the book. Keep all the sales. Let's write a book together. Because I'd had some success with Silent Sales Machine. Again, I was dominating some of these information product sales sites. And I said, hey, let's write a book together. You keep the book as the co-author start the bidding at $0, and let's see where this goes. That went to $37,000 when the auction closed. And I talked to the guy most recently, about four years ago, who co-wrote that book with me. And the book's long gone since, but he calls it the best financial decision he's ever made. That's pretty cool, to have someone spend that much money, write a book with you, and call it the best financial decision they've ever made, five years after the fact, several years after the fact. So with those kind of stories, that kind of momentum... The community really starting to grow. The Proven Amazon course starting to catch on. A lot of great leaders in our community. What we did was say, hey, let's have a mastermind. And the pitch was literally 30 seconds, maybe 45 seconds on stage. I said, hey, this is kind of spur of the moment, looking for 15, 12, 15 people that want to be a part of the first ever. And it's still the only mastermind I've ever done for this community. We're looking to do another one in 2020. Um, probably a few more people than what we did the first time Trey's going to be involved. Brett's going to be involved. It's going to be awesome. Details are still pending on that. So keep paying attention. We'll have more for you soon. But I stood up on stage and said, I think it was $7,500. Get you two events. Fly to Indy. We'll feed you. Have some great meals together. Come to my house. Hang out. And uh, let's get together a couple times. And it instantly, we had like 25 applications. Picked out my favorite 12. One of whom was... Uh, man, there's so many great stories out of that first group. Like so many great leaders emerged. As I'm thinking back through the faces, they're like all leaders succeeding, doing awesome things. Uh, Perhaps one of the most interesting one is Mike Brown of Death Wish Coffee. He was in the group. uh, Just to diverge off onto his story for just a moment, you can go read it at pickmikebrown.com if you'd like, pickmikebrown.com. He was in our mastermind. I remember when he bought his first roaster and we were doing all the math decisions and helping him think through if this is something he should do for his business to go to the next level or not. And uh, because he was selling coffee and it was starting to take off. But the way he had found our community was through another book I'd written, 101freemarketing.com book. Um, All the proceeds from that book went to ministries in Detroit. I've never received a dime for that book. It, It did great. It was endorsed by Dave Ramsey. It's another book just kind of talking income streams. I guess that's one, but I never made any money off of it. But Mike Brown happened to pick up a copy of that book. And one of the ideas in that book as a small struggling coffee shop was an idea that he latched onto and it basically helped him grow his network of contacts very quickly. And I got an email from him one day and said, hey, um, my business is blowing up. Thank you. I've been invited to, You know, he gave me the list like Today Show and Good Morning America and Fox News and all these people writing articles and all these bloggers, his brand was blowing up. So, very quickly, his little website just exploded and he had all these fans. But that was like level one of what would become level 20 for his business. He entered himself into a contest with Intuit, who were offering a free Super Bowl ad. And this sounds almost unbelievable, but uh, with thousands of other businesses he entered and through social media voting, to make a very long story short, this community got behind him, social media voting. We voted him into the number one place. He got a Super Bowl ad for his brand. This has just been a couple of years ago, a few years ago. And now he's a household name. Uh, he's in Walmart. You'll see bumper stickers now that I've mentioned it. If you've never heard of it, you'll see bumper stickers. And he's got, it's almost like a Harley Davidson type uh, presence in the coffee world. Just huge. And all started from this community story. There's so many great stories like that. He was one, he's one entrepreneur of the year, I think twice now in the state of New York. Um, Great guy. I need to check in with him. Actually, it's been a few months since I heard an update from Mike. So there's another way that we've been So at this point, if you're, if you're keeping score, how many income streams is that? How many different ways are we talking about making money here? Um, Along the way, coaching is happening. Of course, along the whole, this whole time I'm selling on eBay, selling on Amazon, growing that part of my business, quickly building a team to manage that for me partnering up with students in this community who can help teach and train the content. It's all about partnerships. Every time I've taken another step up the ladder, it's because of great partnerships. It's not me figuring it out. It's been great partnerships along the way. That's why the community you're a part of is such a big indicator of where you're heading. Uh, we launched launched a coaching program. I probably should have added that way earlier in the story. That's when uh, Nathan Bailey came into my life. He and Jim Cooper are still killing it every day, working hard, We've got a huge team. We've got a few dozen coaches in the Jim coaching.com program. And these, you know, over a thousand documented success stories since we launched. Uh, so that's another income stream. The vast majority of the money from the coaching program stays right in the coaching program. Meaning the coaches are getting paid well for their time because the coaches we use are, are successful students who are doing well. And if we want to get their time and attention, we got to pay them <laughs> because we're not going to pay script readers to teach people. We want to, we want to have people who are succeeding in our coaching program as coaches. So that's why it's had such a great reputation so long. Literally every competitor who was doing anything near similar to us when we started has long ago faded. And we've seen many competitors come up and fade away very quickly. I can see the the writing on the wall when they pop up and I can, I can diagnose what's going to take them down very quickly. They don't ask my opinion, so I don't tell them, but basically it comes down to, you better be teaching You better have teachers who know what they're talking about because they're doing it themselves. And you better be cranking out success stories. And if you're twisting people's arm to get them to sign up or you're changing your business name constantly, then those are some bad signs. (laughs) So we've got a great reputation with tens of thousands of customers served. I'm very proud that you can get on Google anytime you want. Research our coaching program, any books, any products, courses, events, and you're going to see ninety nine point nine 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 percent glowing reviews. We protect our reputation. We've taken that very seriously from day one. So, Nathan and and, uh, Cooper over there have done a tremendous job for us. So, that's another way this whole thing's been monetized. Um, Private Facebook groups have been a great thing for us. Now, our main Facebook group is free. That's the My Silent Team Facebook group, which there's a link to that at silentgym.com. Jump in there anytime you want. But we also have a good number of private Facebook groups where our participants are billed monthly and they can drop out anytime, but there's a very focused, Topic there, like we have. Uh, if you go to provenamazoncourse.com/slash legends, for example, that's one of our most successful Facebook group partnerships where we charge monthly, and members, as long as they feel like they're being adequately uh, rich a great return on investment, they stay month after month after month. And it has its own culture, and it has its own focus, and it focuses in very hard on retail arbitrage and online arbitrage st- strategies for finding great profitable product led by a great team, Danny and Ryan and, and Honeywoods. And as soon as I start listing, I know I'm going to forget some, some just incredible people who are in there making great things happen in that group. And they even have their own little events and get togethers and you know, that's grown and it's beautiful. And, and that's kind of been like a little offshoot of the culture within a culture, if you will, of this larger audience. So we've leveraged, we've, we've raised up leaders who understand how to leverage the platform that they're participating in, just like I did so long ago. I leveraged the eBay platform, grew an audience. From that audience, I served them well, asked them what else they wanted, allowed leaders to rise up next to me. And I think if I can be credited for anything, it's staying out of the way of great leaders who wanna rise up and take some of the spotlight. There's a lot of leaders, I think, who've cut themselves short in the internet marketing industry by wanting to be the guy in the spotlight at all times. And you say, well, Name the 10 or 15 people who work alongside of them and make all that happen. You don't know who those people are. Their names are never mentioned. They're never on the stage. They're never in the spotlight. Me, however, I'd rather be in the back row listening to these other great leaders and teachers that have risen up in our community. I'd rather have them on the stage. Maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe it's a leadership strategy. I don't know, but it served me very well because I find myself shoulder to shoulder with giants who um, I've had the theory ever since our first event, I want to have events where if I don't show up, nobody cares. No one even notices. They might say, hey, where's Jim? He was here last year. Oh, he's busy. Okay, whatever. All the good people are here, right? Those are the kind of events I want, not the gym show. Like, oh, everybody must go see that guy. That's a very vulnerable system to begin with. Like you take one guy out, the whole thing falls apart. That's kind of sad and tragic, isn't it? Let alone the ego that goes into that. I don't want all eyes on me. I want to have a community of leaders. So with that, we're able to leverage all these other little niche opportunities and put great leaders in place. And yes, it takes trust and it takes relationships, but there's so many great leaders who have emerged. Some of them have gone off and done their own thing. Some of them have stuck around and continue to help us build what we're building around here. But at each point, it's been three-way wins, right? You, the audience listening to this podcast, you're winning in a big ways as we partner up with these great creative people. And of course they win. Because we always reward our great leaders for the time and energy that they put into creating great content. And of course, we win as the owners of the audience, the community. We're the ones that that have the community. We're kind of the gatekeepers of the community. Okay, so besides the private Facebook groups and those great partnerships that have been leveraged in creative ways, what else is going on around here? What other income streams have popped up over time? Well, sponsorships. If you can have live events sponsors want to be there if you can gather a crowd sponsors want to be there so that's one of the things that we've done affiliate commissions you know this is one that I talk about in the silent sales machine book quite a bit it's never materialized into anything significant around here you know the affiliate checks that I get having an audience of hundreds of thousands the affiliate checks I get are $200 $400 they slowly vanish over time these people who say hey well affiliate tag your prospects for life. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm going to send them a whole bunch of prospects. And I do. And my first check is $3,000. I'm like, oh, this is great. Like my, my uh, prospects and the people in our community, they're getting a great service. I'm getting a cut. They're being taken care of. This is beautiful. But then that check slowly dies down to $50 a month in about four months. I'm like, what, what's going on here? Did everybody quit? Did everyone drop out? Or did you, are you just ignoring me now? You know, the affiliate marketing is not th- you want to have your own audience you really do. You want to have an ownership stake, a high level of participation in ideally your own audience. That's the asset. The original version of the silent sales machine book had that concept in there. Someone pounded that into my head. I don't know who it was, but I learned that very early on. The greatest asset you will ever have in internet business or in any business is an audience of people who can't wait to hear from you. And to the degree that you can have ownership share or access to that, that's the actual asset. So I've taken that to heart. I haven't spent a whole lot of time on affiliate marketing, which means getting paid to refer people to other people's products and services. It's a nice side icing on the cake. Sure, it's not a business model. The guy who made more money as an affiliate marketer than anyone else that I'm aware of, his name was Shoe Money or something like that. At one point, he was getting massive, you know, eight-figure or seven-figure checks from eBay or something crazy. Like he was just raking it in. And even he admitted at an affiliate marketing conference with thousands of people there looking to learn from the gurus, like affiliate marketing is not a business model, guys. You don't own the product. You don't own the audience. You're not building a relationship with anybody. You're not adding value to the process. You're just hoping to capture some click activity. That's not a business model. He said that, and I took it to heart. So I've never really focused on it. Yeah, it's nice gravy now and then, but but it is another income stream. That is, There is money there. Uh, I talked about the events that we've held. I would tell you this, it's not a gravy train. As many people have popped up and I I see it all the time where we we illustrate it on our team. I'll tell you a little story. This is a leadership lesson. This is a story my dad told me and it illustrates the whole thing of events very well and like how profitable these things are and everyone, you know, you can easily find yourself drooling over, wow, imagine having a room full of that many people and they all paid and that's not the real world. Here's the story. Um, My dad knew an older pastor and a younger pastor who were at the same church working together. And the younger pastor wanted to change things up and just tweak things. It was a very large, successful church. Said, man, if we just tweaked this and did that, I think we could have something special. Well, they butted heads a little bit and the younger pastor decided he was going to leave and go start his own church and do everything they were doing successful at the big church, but add in his, just tweak it, and, you know, make it just a little bit better and then really have something special. Well, jump forward five or six years and the young pastor, his church never really took off, never really got its momentum and, um, they were kind of reconnecting and the older pastors having a conversation. He's like, you know, what, what went wrong? What do you think happened? Why, you know, why didn't that work out? And the, the younger pastor said, well, I think the reason it failed was your fault. I actually kind of blame you for why it failed. And the older pastor said, you blame me? How is that possible? You know, you're the one that left and went off and did your own thing. And the younger pastor said, well, I blame you because you always made it look so easy that's <laughs> such a great leader. And if you've ever done leadership at any level and you've had people kind of come along and say, oh man, if we could just do this and this and tweak that, and someone needs to step in and do that and you don't pay attention to them fast enough so they kind of you know, put their tail between their legs and drop their head and go off and say, I'm gonna just do it my way. You can see it coming, and it's a, it's frustrating, and it seems very self-serving to tell them, "Ah, oh, gosh, it's just not going to work out the way you think." There's a lot of work that went into building up to this point. So we've had people come in our community, see these big events, and go, "Oh, I'm going to go do a big event myself." It's the first two or three times we did it, guys, we didn't make any money. I mean, we literally by the time everyone's travel and arrangement, surprises, and the and the the Audiovisual and the paying the experts and the sponsors who paid half what they said they were going to pay and, you know, light checks for this and the bill's bigger for that than we expected. And you do the math at the end and you think to yourself, you know, the first one, I I think I did the math and figured up I made like $4 an hour (laughs) for all the work and energy and time. So I thought, well, let's just raise our prices, you know. So there's an art to all of this and there's no easy low-hanging fruit anywhere in along here. But we've got to the point now where we do put some money in the bank at the end of our events. We have figured out how to monetize them and how to make sure that there's a great experience there for everyone who attends. That's another form of income. Now, why am I telling you all this? Multiple streams of income is a leadership journey. If you're following, reading Between the Cracks, I could have stopped at any point in this story and given you an hour's worth of detail, which I'm not going to do. But what took me from that level to the le- to the next level was a leadership journey of saying, okay, Am I doing the stuff that only I can do? If this is going to grow, I need to figure out what are those things that only I can do and put other people who are better and smarter and cheaper than me, or thrilled to work for less money than it will cost me to do it myself and put them into place, finding those people, rewarding them, building a culture, building a community. That's a leadership journey that opens up each of these new doors. And anybody listening to this can do that. It's just a matter of how far are you willing to go on the leadership journey. Even putting an extra $200 a week in the bank, that's a leadership journey. If you're not used to doing that, if you're used to collecting a paycheck and now suddenly you're going to start your own business and put a couple hundred dollars in the bank, I don't care how old you are, how young or old you are, it's a leadership journey. It's going to test your leadership abilities. That's why you've heard me say the the rules for leadership, relationships, for business success, for health, the rules are all the same. It's all about others. Are you able to put others before yourself? Are you able to lead yourself and others by example? Are you able to set a high standard and achieve it and say, hey, everyone, come along with me. I can do it. You can too. That's the leadership journey. If you're not willing to do that, then you're going to have a real hard time struggling in any kind of business. So what other, as we head into 2020, you've heard us talking about some other income streams that we're super, super excited about. You know, here's one other funny story before I jump into what's going up here. I'm just thinking through some of the other like surprising ways that this whole thing's been monetized. I got an email from a guy one time, never spoke to him on the phone, got an email from him. And he said, hey, I want to send you $10,000. I need you to be available to me at any time in the next year for a half hour phone call, no more than a couple of months, if you're willing, just to bounce some business ideas off of you. And I said- sounds fair enough to me. I mean, we're talking maximum of 12 hours of my time for $10,000. That's, that's reasonable. Odds are, he's not going to take full advantage of it. I thought to myself with the time, but even if he goes well over, it's still worth doing. I'm not going to cut him off right at an hour. If he has some, you know, some interesting, compelling stuff to dive into. So he sent me the $10,000, sent it to me in PayPal. I couldn't believe it. Came in, cleared and a month went by. I didn't hear from him. Two months, three months. I emailed him. Hey, everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Just real busy. Everything's busy. I said, hey, if we want to make this more than a year, we can because we're three or four months in here and I haven't heard from you yet. He said, I I understand, appreciate it, thanks. Two months, three months after that, passed, four months, nothing. I emailed him again. Hey, buddy, I'm still here. If you need me for anything, he's like, yeah, no, just it's good to know that you're there. He never called me, not one time. I sent him three or four emails, including up to, I think it was the last one I sent him would have been about 18, 20 months after he paid me. He didn't call me one time. Could not believe it. But I think him just knowing that I was there and I could help him through whatever he did encounter, he never asked for his money back and he could still call me anytime. That's been like six years ago, seven years ago, maybe longer. He could still call me anytime, of course, and and reference that. And maybe he's still a listener to this podcast. Hey, door's still open. Um, But man, the lessons I learned about this, the way you see the world and the way you see money is not the way everyone else sees the world and sees money. It's just not. Uh, So that opened up a lot of possibilities. Uh, when I started thinking differently about about money and about, you know, just because I see something as a limited resource doesn't mean someone else does. Um, but the thing we're excited about right now, the next way we're going to monetize things around here and the way that you start to get very involved and included in what we're building around here is provenpromolist.com. You've heard us talking about it. We just had a webinar last night as I'm recording this podcast episode, and we had hundreds of people jump in with us already to get their products selling in front of our massive list of buyers that we've grown. So this is your chance to be part owner of a list. Like it's it's your list. This is you getting access to a massive buyer list, regardless of what you're selling. Right now we're starting on Amazon. You'll soon be expanding beyond that. But that's another way that's monetized. And if you haven't noticed, here's a theme. Every one of these income streams has had a theme. There's been a three-way win involved in almost all of them, meaning the audience is winning. That's how we've protected our reputation. Only the highest quality content, products, information, coaching. If we're not the best in the world, we're probably not going to touch it. So we provide the best of the best. So that means our customers are very happy. They're winning. If they put a hundred dollars in, they feel like they're getting a thousand out, that's winning, they love it. Well, what do we do with that hundred dollars that they put in? Well, we get some of it, obviously. That's how we keep the lights on and pay our great team. And then the person who's running that program, the partner who stepped in, the creative person we've brought in as an expert, they win three-way wins. So it's not just you and the customer. The three, the, the magic of the internet is there's three-way wins everywhere, so much opportunity. And this is the latest three-way win where you can win the customers who are buying great products at great prices. They win, they love this stuff. And of course we win, we own, we own the list. So there's always a three-way win. You're bringing in your product, you're winning, selling it, customers, us, see the three-way wins. So when you look for that pattern of three-way wins, you're going to see it all over the place. And that was a, you know, on top of the things I've mentioned, there's been a lot of mini courses in there. There's been a lot of consulting in there. I mentioned a little bit of that, Um, some creative auctions. We've raised a lot of money for different charities doing some creative auctions. Having a community is a beautiful thing. And I, I want you to see the community of business building warriors, not as something that Jim owns or something that Jim, Brett, and Nathan get to play with. You know, This is your community. Leverage it. Bring us value. You have an audience waiting if you have something exciting to share. Maybe it starts off with you just sharing a podcast, sharing your story, sharing the barriers that you've overcome. Inspire us with where you've been. Everyone's story is a little different. That can be a great starting launching point. And you suddenly find yourself thinking, hey, maybe I could lead around here. Maybe not the whole community, but maybe there's a a segment of a few hundred people that have this in common with me and we could build something special together. And we have some some commonality there that we can start with. And maybe we can segment that off. We love that sort of thing. We love it. It's a three-way win, right? Builds relationships, creates value. That's what we're all about. So I think I'm going to wrap this episode up right here. I've got some plans tonight. Nothing real big for a while, uh, but I do have some plans. I'm going to save my voice a little bit. This is a longer episode. Those of you who hung in with me, thanks for hanging out, listening to the story. Those of you who've been around a while, probably not a whole lot of new information today, but we have, we're growing so rapidly, adding so many people into our community that I just wanted to kind of hit a recap about the multiple income streams over the years. A few stories. Hopefully there was some new stuff in there that you hadn't heard before that inspired a new thought or created some value for you going into 2020. But God bless all the business building warriors who listen to this show, who share this show. We're so grateful for you. As I've been reminding you of frequently lately, we have zero marketing budget for this show. Our marketing is you telling people, sending them to silentgym.com, which by the way, is where you'll find any links from today, any of the courses or products. If you happen to come across something that I mentioned that's not in the show notes, just drop us an email. All the contact information is at silentjim.com. Someone on the team will be glad to help you out. Hey, until we do this again, next time we've got some great podcast episodes coming up in 2020, you're going to just love the people we've got for you, the emerging success stories. We're gonna revisit some of the people we've talked to in the past and get updates on their success stories, inspiration, encouragement, and the best destination online if you're looking to use the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. There's nothing else that comes close to what we have to offer around here. So you've got to keep this podcast at the top of your listening plans each and every week, okay? God bless you, business building warriors. We'll do this again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio.